Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. I got my guy Tevin in here. I'm your host, Kyle Codlatore, and we have the pleasure of having professional football player and NDSU legend, John Crockett. What's up today, Crock? How you doing? What's going on, y'all? Quarantining. Quarantining hey. right now. <laughs> I see you. What, uh, what, you, what you been up to lately? You been, how's the workouts been going? Because you're obviously in the offseason for, uh, for playing up in Canada. Yeah, I mean, it was, okay, so it was cool. It was great at first before this whole epidemic happened. I think that's what we can call it now with the quarantine situation. Like, I was working out at Elite U. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it was amazing. I was working out with guys like Debo Samuel, Byron Murphy, you know, you, you know Urban Smith, you yeah. know, other guys like that. And then all of a sudden, the whole contagion lockdown thing just happened. So it's kind of, it's been kind of different, you know, being able to like try to figure out when the season's going to be around, try to like now adjust my workout regimens because, you know, the gyms are kind of closed down because they don't want to, you know, let nobody catch COVID. But, you know, so you can only have like, you're going to have like five or five or six people in the gym at a time. So it's been, it's been interesting. It's been cool though. It's been, it's been different. What else you been doing to pass the time? To be honest with you, man, just trying to stay as active as I can. I've been doing a lot of hiking, low key. Um, it's it's low key. It's 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 fun. It's exciting, but sometimes I get a little too high, and then it's like I'm I'm looking out, and I'm like, okay, do I? Is there any way I could fall off this cliff? And a lot of the people that I I, I go hiking with. They say it's possible, but it's only probably happened probably like five or six times. <laughs> that's enough. So that's enough for me not to want to do it as much as I've been doing it. So I need to, I need to chill out with the hiking a little bit. Like hiking out in like the Camelback area, like my thing when I was down there was always, mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to see no snakes. No. Little lizards that be running around. No, 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 no. I literally went hiking at night one time, right? I think it was right around Camelback. And I was afraid of lizards and snakes and iguanas and all that, like mountain lions and all that other type of crazy stuff. Like, so I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about, dog. Mm-hmm. Can't go for it. Uh-uh. No, nah, not me. But no, but it's been fun though. Other than that, you know, working on stuff like that and also working on this little podcast that I'll tell you guys about later. But yeah. No, tell us about your podcast real quick. Let's all right, so man, I'm starting this. I'm, I'm starting this podcast. It's going to be like a sports podcast where you know I, I interview different type of players around the league and get like in depth kind of discussions about you know certain mindsets that they have to have going into the season, like going into working out. Like it's called Alpha Dog Talks, and you know just type of having that mindset, but knowing like it's 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 a doggy dog world, especially when you play in that football field. It's you got to be you got to be hungry and you got to go out there and you got to put forth every single effort because there's another guy that's going to be just as good just as hungry as you and what makes you what separates those two guys and you know we talk about more guys like that so I'm I'm getting into that a little bit yeah. you know we have that airing in a couple of weeks so yeah I'm excited for that yeah, I love what you say it's like doggy dog world cuz obviously trying to make it to the NFL that's the elite of the elite yeah but that's when did, when did you when did you like kind of realize like that it was. Did you have a moment where it's like, oh, this is a doggy dog world, whether it was I mean, in high school or NDSU? Within sports, I mean, if you really think about it, that doggy dog world, it, it goes to like 
generally like the whole world, not just the sports yeah. atmosphere. Because if you really think about it, it's a doggy dog world and the business atmosphere. If you want to, you know, somebody's competing for a certain contract, you know, if it's a doggy dog world, if you're in a courtroom and there's two lawyers that's prosecuting the defendant that's just trying to, you know, defend, defend their client and stuff like that. So when it comes to me in football, my like, I realized it's a doggy dog world. It's, it's been a couple times where I've had it happen to me because, you know, you know, you can't, you, sometimes the chips don't fall where they may. And, um, but I would say my first one uh, would be coming out of high school and it wouldn't be a doggy, it would be like a, just a realization like, whoa, the world is real. It's coming out of high school. I was very good in high school, had, you know, a bunch of accolades, 40 something touchdowns my senior season, you know, state champion three years. So, yeah, so I, I really had a really top running back up for Mr. Football, all those things in high school, and then realized when it comes to going to college and being like, okay, I needed to have ACT, what is that? I needed to have core credits, what is that? I needed to have the right curriculum, what is that? Okay, so have I not been taking the right classes? So, what's been going on here? So, being able to understand that and then having to sit out in college for two years because of high school, because of high school things that I just didn't even know. So it just like, that would be probably my first like, like moment where I realized, okay, the world is real. And then you go to NDSU and then, you know, you sit back and, and I would say it's a doggy dog world where it's like my first, my coach, my, my coach who recruited me, his name is Craig Bowe. He, he, um, he's one of the main reasons why I went to North Dakota State. There's a, numerous of reasons, but he was probably like one of the, the meat and potatoes of the reasons why I went to North Dakota State. Him and Marcus Williams. And um, with that, you know, he always, he, he kind of like, you know, he was kind of like, a, not, not a father figure, but he had that kind of father figure mentality about him. You know, he was a player's coach. You know, he, he made you feel like you wanted to play for him and, and, and stuff like that. And, and going out there, I spent two years of not knowing what my career was going to be, trusting that when I got these two years of eligibility, when I, because I didn't get a chance to practice or play at all for those two years, yeah. I didn't get a chance. All I, all I could do was work out with the team my second year. This is at yeah. North Dakota State. And, and, and for the, and for the people that don't know, and like I don't know if you're familiar, obviously I lived with you for for all them years, so I kind of yeah, I hated every day. But, <laughs> but so you came from Totino Grace, yep, in state championships, playing in half a game because you guys would blow people out. And did yeah. your teachers kind of like told you, I know you kind of touched on a little bit where like, did you have, do you even go to class at Totino Grace? Did they just yeah. Oh, hell, heck yeah. Totino Grace, Totino Grace is one of the top academic schools in the country, I would say. And to be honest with you, coming from the inner city, I would say the what I've learned from where I came from and I wasn't, I wasn't on the, I wasn't nearly on the, the scale where I needed to be to be able to compete in the classroom with my yeah. peers. So with that can be, it was my my God-given ability on the football field, the basketball court, and the track. I was able to kind of like not, they helped me a little bit more, just learning, yeah. just taking their time with me, having certain curriculum, having certain classes that I would take, having, certain, having little things that was set up for me to be able to get accelerated in my curriculum. You know, and, and it was some, and that's one thing that I'm gracious for because they prepared me to get to college. And when I got to college, it wasn't like a whirlwind. Like a lot of people may have thought it was from seeing what my academics looked like or right. what they may have been coming out of high school. So, I mean, college graduate now. So we yeah. hey, congrats on that. Yeah, so, and having ADHD, so we, yeah, so it, it was a lot of things having ADHD in high school, learning how to 
build and, and figure that aspect out. So, yeah, that I mean, well, going back to where we're talking about when we transferred, we went to North Dakota State and sitting out those two years, you know, that was really big for me. And, and they won a national championship while I had to sit out and, and I couldn't say I was a part of that at all. Like, that was probably the biggest, like, moment for me where I was like, oof. Like, yeah, that, that, had, that had to be hard, especially because, like, you're there, you know, like you said, you went there for Mark Will and, like, yeah. you're friends with the, whether it's Billy Turner, Zach Vraud, and, like, you're around yeah. the team, you're just not practicing, you're not working out. So it's like, yeah, you're on the team, but you weren't on the team, a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just, just and I was the guy, and, and I was the guy that, was that, that you know, I have, I'm, no, I'm no afraid of letting people know who I am. So when they would ask me about football and stuff like that, they would ask me about coming in. You think you're gonna be able to ball, man? This, I do this, man. I'm da da da. This is I'm gonna come. I'm gonna kill this. You know what I'm saying? I oh, can't yeah. wait. So they just never knew. And at NDSU, you know, the one thing about NDSU, and it, and it, it it's probably the biggest thing that I learned from is it's never about you. It's all about the team. It's yeah. all about the squad. If the and and the team, the team will get on you before your teammates will get on your get on your butt before a coach will. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, don't matter who you are. I'm talking about sophomore, freshman, a, a sophomore will tell a senior, hey, man, you're not finishing. You're not finishing. You, you need to finish harder. And that's what I think separated North Dakota State. But, you know. So, yeah, and even, like, academically, I remember Hazen, like, they would pair you, Paris with, like, what you'd have, like, a group of guys that you're kind of, like, they're on your team, so you're getting points for, like, academics and stuff like that. And so I remember, like, Kids yelling at other kids like, hey, man, yeah, you got a B? "Why did you get? Why did you get an A? You only got to be in this class. Like, come on, yeah, step yeah, this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, man. North Dakota State is really special, and it's and, and it's now that we're there at our, on the conversation and discussion, we can just really tap into North Dakota State because it's like it, it really makes you become a certain type of, I would say, character driven hungry individual in all aspects of whatever stage you want to be in your life. And I think it starts with Jim Cramer. Like, yeah. Our strength and conditioning yeah. coach at North Dakota State. Like, people don't respect him enough, and I hate it because if if it wasn't for Jim, like... You're talking about from the outside? Jim Cramer, yes, outside looking in. Like, Jim Cramer, John Richardson, he 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 went to Iowa. He left because, like I was like I was saying, you know, Coach Bo. It was kind of big for me when he left. My he left my he left my I think it was my second year. Yeah, it was my second year. He left my junior year, and he left it. He went to Wyoming to go take a bigger job. Which you know, at that time I was a butt hurt, man. I'm like, man, I'm about to be a senior next year. I'm about to get ready for the league, and you gonna leave me like this, man? I, I've been through all this. I sat out two years for you, da da da. So that really hurt me. So. But going back to that, you know, we had a great coach and stuff like that. But I would say Jim Cramer was the only person that didn't leave and go to Wyoming with him. And yeah. and he is the he is the foundation of North Dakota State. That's why I go back to that. For sure. True foundation. Like, yeah. I wanna go you back. know about you know about Coach Kramer. That's that's like the one man that I'm like, even to this day, I have no chance of like running into him for the most part, like on the street. Yeah. Terrified. Because like yeah. I wake like he's I would wake up at like four thirty in the morning like am I late and like oh no <laughs> like, oh my god bro I have terrifying. a funny story so I'm in I'm in I'm in it's junior year and uh, I have a little I have a, I have a girlfriend and and um, I have been some something about some text messages on my phone or something like that so she 
she sets the clocks back, right? No. And makes me think because I have a five o'clock workout that morning. And you but you don't want to you don't, you cannot. Miss oh, it was six o'clock. Six o'clock. Sorry, yeah. six o'clock. Yes. So I'm like, okay, six o'clock. You know, you got to wake up around five thirty. You know, you got to be you're like, oh, then you got to go in. Now let's get to work, right? So she sets the clocks back, and I and puts the alarm. Boom! It's like three thirty. I wake up. Oh man, I'm late. Da, 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 da. She has a clock. It says it's, it's five. I have five minutes to get to the gym. Five minutes to get to the gym. I'm scrambling da, 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 all over the place. Da, 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 da. And then she's like, settle down, settle down. I'm like, what? Who is this? I'm like, oh, this is, uh, just, just, you know, I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work. She's like, I set the clocks back. You ain't got a Coach Kramer's now. I was like, I gotta go see Coach Kramer. He's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. He's gonna be here in 10 minutes. I know he is. Da, da, da. But she set the clocks back. I was good. I ended up having a bomb workout too. But yeah, that's the quick story about how scared I was of Coach Kramer. I, don't, I didn't care about relationship. I didn't care about nothing. All I cared about was getting. Oh, I have, I'd rather have to like get into a running with the police than have them. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Thank you. Croc, okay. I want to go back to when you were uh, talking about your academics. Though, did you feel discouraged during all that? You know yeah. that jump, and you were not playing. What What was going on? Aspect. Just you know. You like you said, you do this football. You do this, and you wanted to play. And I'm, I'm, I know you. I know there would have been a bunch of other schools begging you to come play for them. Oh, I had that. I had that. I had Michigan State was. That's where I was going to go to school. So that's what I'm saying. So what, what was going through your mind during all this when you're like, come on, man, I'm here to play some football and go to the league. That's kind of your mindset. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because well, well. To be honest with you, and, and Tevin, he was my freshman roommate. If people don't really know, like, this is how close we are. Like, this was my freshman roommate in college. You know what I'm saying? And then we end up going from freshman, then we end up linking back. Was it junior senior or junior, junior It was year? like, yeah, like, we skipped a year, and then, yeah, lived with, it was like me, you, Colvin, uh, Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. the two white boys. We, Juju technically lived in our right. house, even though he was homeless. Right, 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 right. <laughs> So, with, with that being said, I had other guys that were there that were, you know what I'm saying, it made me want to do whatever I had to do to get in. Even though I felt like, even though, like, I'm going to be honest, even though, you know, I felt like I was a cool guy, you know, whatever. So, But I wanted, I'm a football player. You know what I'm saying? I play ball. Like, I'm, a, like I, I'm not like, you know, I love fashion. I love other things like that, but. I wasn't able to do what I love. And I wanted to express myself on the football field by letting everybody know who I was in high school, you know, because it, it, was, it, it was different because, like, okay, I'm coming from, I was getting recruited from the Wisconsin's, the Michigan State's. The, they're coming into my school. Like, hey, what's up, Coach? How you doing? Nice to meet you. So it's like going to North Dakota State, it, it was completely not the level that it's at right now. Yeah. So no. the foundation of building where it is right now, like, it was like probably, you know, we, we hadn't, we, we were good. We were good, but we weren't well, the powerhouse that North Dakota State is today. So yeah. coming there, I was like, I just want to go out there. Oh, like these dudes are cool. Like they just won a national championship, yeah. man. Like, dang, man, this is dope out here. Like this is super cool. So whatever mindset I needed to have to tap into, like I just had to have that mindset. Just, okay, this is what I need to do the ball. This is what I need to do. This, it's already stopped me once. Let's not let that stuff happen again. And let's get through this. Because at the end of the day, if we handle this school section right now in this portion of our life, we should never have to worry about school ever again. And that's kind of the mindset that I took and figured it out. 
by any means so, necessary to <laughs> we gotta get all that. Yeah. All that. Yeah. He used to help me. <laughs> oh man, dude, I remember. I remember, like, cause when I got recruited to go there, they like, they're like, all right, you're gonna live with either Crockett or you're gonna live with Colvin. Oh, and, like I was all right in high school. Like I did enough to get by and, and whatever else. And they're like, you're gonna have to tutor these guys to help with schoolwork. <laughs> and I'm like, coach, no, no, no. I want to be a, I want to have somebody help me with my homework. So I don't have, like, I just want to focus on football. Yeah, and so they're like, all right, you're living with Crockett. And I remember this fool is we're playing. It was a uh, saints row. I think was our game of choice. Oh, I love that game. That game was yeah, we were playing and like either that or 2k. And I remember like laying in my loft, like it's 1145. And we got, I got early workouts the next day. Crockett, he didn't work out. He just living his best life. Yeah. And, he like looks up and he's like, "Oh man, I forgot. I gotta do. Uh, I gotta do some math homework." And he's like, it's, "I think it's due like in a couple of days." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just knock it out real quick." I think. And I was like, "Oh, look at you trying to take a little initiative." He goes, he like gets on his computer, if, fucking around for like a couple of minutes, and he's just like, "Wait, Tev, can you uh, you you help me out with this little math problem?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, sure, whatever. Like talking through it, and then all of a sudden. He's like, I like look down at the timer and I'm like, hey man, like this is due in three minutes. Like, <laughs> he's, like he's like, I don't know any of this stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this one time I, because I need you not to fail because they told you me know? I'm supposed to you. We need you to do some math assignment. Gotta submit it though. And we, and we, and we here, baby. And we here. <laughs> we here. We here. So, you know, you're welcome, Crockett, for getting you to the league. That's I did. Oh, really? Yes, sir. They don't even know the half of it, Ted. Oh man, I'm talking about. Like, I didn't even know we can cuss on here. We can, if you want yeah. to, we can. Yeah. All right, well, we chilling. I, I, I just now know what vibe we at. Now, yeah, now I can sit back. I was here. I was here. I was here. I can chill. Okay, okay. All right. Let's keep going. Well, you want to talk about some of your high school stuff? Like you said, you had, I mean, 40 touchdowns senior year, 1,800 yards rushing. This is dope because I never get to talk about this because I feel like high school, like high school was so easy and fun. Like you were a man amongst boys. But I was so focused though. I was so focused though. I was so focused in high school. Like did you you uh, were you like uh, whatever, what's the Minnesota like player of the year? What? I lost to Zach Braw. I know. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) Oh, I hate him. I hate him. I love Bro Money. He's my boy. It's one of my like. He's a good like. He's he's dope. actually he's having like um he's um doing making donuts. He's having like donuts. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. Yeah, we're dope. People should go check him out. It's awesome. Um, I actually gave him his nickname, Bro Money. But that's neither here nor there. I'm <laughs> mad at him though because he beat me in for Mr. Football. Dude. 2010, he beat me for Mr. Football. It was rigged though. It was so rigged. Like like it was rigged. I tell him that all the time. Yeah. It was rigged. It's, what do you it's, mean? It's those those awards are meant to go to quarterbacks and running backs that dominate. Like the fact that Vry is a receiver, thirty four touchdowns, five receiving, and two return. He had forty one touchdowns his senior year. Right. <laughs> over it was damn near three thousand yards. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you were the numbers, like <laughs> that's the numbers. Those are the numbers. And, and, and 13 and 0 state champion. That's all. And, and you never 
played in like the second half of games. No, right? I, I never really played in the second half. No, bro. Yeah. Listen, listen. The first time I played in the first like full like full game, like, I mean, I, I would play like against good teams like Vanilla Saint Margaret and stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, I really wouldn't play. I play like half. But in the state championship run, I like I have like I had like eleven touchdowns in like three games. I broke like I broke like the state record the most touchdowns. I think my I think my record just got broke for the most touchdown most rushing touchdowns in a game like I think like last year. Like yeah, and then I have another record too. Like this is all in high school. So like I loved high school. Dude, to some to some of your high school, I had a I had a speech class freshman year of college, and uh, I was wearing like my whatever NDSU shirt, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you're on the team." I was like, "Oh yeah, da da da." This kid's just like, "Do you know John Crockett?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's my roommate, that's my brother." He's like, "He made me quit football when I was in high school." I was like, "What?" I was like, "What?" And he's like, "He's like, yeah." And this is like some skinny little white kid, and he's like, "Yeah, I played corner for such and such school." So yeah. Crockett. Crockett scored like four touchdowns in the first half, and that's when I realized like it's just not meant for me. And so he's like, I switched to like cross country or something like that. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> stole this kid. That's happened. awesome. That's Wait. that's crazy. Oh, that sucks. But hey, it's but it is what it is. It's the off a dog. You gotta be dog out there. Crockett. That's fun though. But like I loved it. But high school, it, it but like going to a private school though from an inner city that was a big change for me though. Like that was a big big. And the only reason why I would say it was a different change for me was because just the atmosphere of the conversation, like, like they would come from, I think the school was like $14,000 a year to go to North Dakota. I mean, not to go to, to Grace. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what the cost of tuition was. So these, so these, these kids that I was going to high school, they were very, we can say they were fairly, fairly wealthy or rich or whatever, whichever. Well, yeah, they so, yeah, they would have conversations like, oh, hey, um, yeah, father just got me a uh, Maserati um, yesterday. Da, 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 da. You, you want to go take a ride? Oh, yeah, I'll take a ride. But um, y'all come to the game because I'm about to score five touchdowns tonight. Like, like, and that would be the conversation. So it would be like, okay, am, am I wrong for telling the truth? Like, it was, and I, so I never really, I never really, I never really, like, went to, like, the house parties as much as I would have liked to just to, like, experience, but I was focused. Like, yeah. I was focused. I never, because there's a time and a place for all that. Like, now, like, I've, 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 I've been to some really, really nice homes, and they've been parties there. So, like, <laughs> like, it's cool now. Like, it's cool. But, like, then, like, in high school, I really didn't do it. And, like, I never went to prom. Okay. Like, never went to prom since we're at high school. Like, and, like, like, this is, like, coming from, I, like, Four years of high school, and I narrowed to prom one year. Like that's like everybody's like high school yeah. moment. Yeah. How'd you how'd you afford to go to go for the inner city? How'd you afford to go to a fourteen? Well, they 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 created um, this. It was like a um, financial wellness thing that they had going on. So they would be able to. So my mother was paying. She would pay like I think like close to three thousand or five thousand, but that would also go into like my tuition and stuff like that. And she would break it down into payments. Um, and I think somewhere along the line, um, I mean, I was paying for that school for sure. Yeah. Not 14,000, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely paid my fair share. All right. It was like, it was like, it was like, like, like 8,000 and some touchdowns, but you know, it's, but it's crazy. No, literally it's crazy because uh, I was talking to a couple of friends and, and if we really calculated 
because every touchdown, I guess, like the school gave, like a, a booster gave the school like, I think like a hundred dollars or something like that. And we, we we fairly my senior year was fairly fairly just my senior year, and I I, I started my sophomore year. No, I just started sophomore year. Started junior. I played sophomore year. Yeah, so I think I had like sixty something touchdowns altogether, like sixty three. I want to know why wasn't the coach setting you return more kicks? I mean, out of your eight returns, you had two touchdowns. What what was the deal? Oh, like, and those two touchdowns that I had, I only got to return those kicks because I I was persistent on letting them tell me that I wanted to be the kick returner at this. Um, it was one against Manil St. Margaret. I remember it to this day because they had got a uh, we got a safety a safety. It was like a punt kick return, but um, I actually was though. I actually was, but they never kicked to me. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, and, <laughs> I didn't kick your ass either. Yeah, it was fun. Like they would never really. I appreciate that. They would never really. But I would have to go from right from kick return and then get to get the ball and then probably yeah. what I need to do to score. Don't want to be on the field so much. Yeah. Let's talk about some of your hoops. I mean, you were a ball player too there on the hardwood. You're not that great a hooper though. <laughs> tell me, tell me. Flasher. Tell me. No, 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 Kyle, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 we had, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Tell us what you want to tell us. <laughs> so I, I get into these debates all the time with these just football players that I, that, I, that I hang around, right? I tell them all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, let's go hoop. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm not really trying to waste my time with you guys because you guys are just football players. Like, I'm, I'm like, Loki, like, this is, like, this is Loki, my love. This is what I do. Like, this is what I do. So I took a couple cats out there, and we won't name them. We won't name their names yet. We can. We, name we can them. name them. Oh, we definitely. We'll, we'll get to who it was. We can't name their names yet, but we have definitely have some, you know, they've definitely felt this torch a couple times. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So would, you say but, would you say that at NDSU, you were the best hooper on the football team? Absolutely. Better than Marcus the only person and watch and, I, and watch and watch and watch this and watch this. The only person that was even even like the competition or I'll have to respect him is my big brother Marcus Williams. He's a good hooper too. He was he, he, he's probably he, he, he's probably he's probably he's probably literally if I'm going to be honest, he's probably still second after me. But like. <laughs> 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 I've been there. I've done that. I've been there, done that before. Uh-huh. No, but no. As an all-around basketball player, no, he's a, he's 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 the man. He's the man. That's the goal. I'm just. Playing. That's the, that's the, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to get you to come in when you come back. You have to come play with Tevin Colvin and us on Saturday. I'll definitely come and bust Tevin. Tevin, I'm easy. I'm I'm defensive. I'm gonna be cool with you. Now. I'll be. Nah, I'm be, I'm be cool with you. I'm be cool with you, Kay. We had a we had Marcus. I'm a duck on Tev. <laughs> I wish I'm a duck on Tev. I wish you would try. I'll fuck around and end your. <laughs> Do you remember the wellness? What? You remember you're the wellness? Not, bro, you're not gonna dunk on me. Don't disrespect me. You're not just gonna just dunk on me like I'm some casual, like I'm Kai. 
You're not going to just. Oh. Do it. <laughs> first of all, I'm never getting in the way for somebody to dunk in the first place. You'll find me around the three point line. That's you taking off. Yes, the sir, yes, show it. You get caught up down there, Tevin. I'm, I don't even remember that. I need to see the video footage. Yeah, there's Dawson on the show ready to take you. <laughs> I like it. No, uh, but we, we do have some good runs coming in on Saturdays. Marcus L. Pate has been coming in, he's been having fun there. That's, one my, fun. that's one of my best friends, man. Like, yeah. tell you, ask him about hoops, he'll tell you, dude. I already know. But no, basketball, that was my first love. Like, actually, in high school, I was I actually got to start as a freshman, like, later on in the season. And that was the first, like, my first, like, type of, like, high school experiences was mm-hmm. being able to be on a varsity basketball team. So it was, like, that kind of molded me to be, like, when, it got, when I got on the football field, it's like, okay, I didn't already show that I could play at this level as a freshman in basketball, now football, it comes a little bit more easier for me. Yeah. And it just translated. But no, it was all conference. I was all conference in basketball. Fred wanted to, uh, like. Don't you think about Louisville? Yeah, office from Louisville, went to tournaments, went, went to top super sweet, uh, was one of the best, best AAU teams in the country. Minnesota Pumper Run, if you don't know, now you do. Yes, sir. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we we literally, we literally like, we have we have probably everybody on that team went D one in basketball. Um, I'm trying to think, we have nobody that went pro though. Oh yes, we do. Um, Alec Brown. Okay. Alec Brown from Winona. He actually went. He, he actually is from Minnesota. He's from Winona, and he went to. Um, I think he went to Green Bay. He went okay. to I think okay. maybe Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Another That's one I want to talk to you about is, I mean, you're high jump, track and field. You're a stud at yeah. track. Don't you have, like, the state record or something? Don't you even have, like, the combine record at the freaking – for running backs or something? You did that year. You set the longest drop in the freaking – Yeah, I, I had – I had uh, I was a top performer, and um, I had a 40-incher uh, at the combine, 10-5 um, in the broad. In high school, in high jump, I broke my, my, I think I still have the record at my school at high jump. I think it was 6'5", I think. And, no, yeah. Just explosive. <laughs> I, went to state, I went to state in high jump. Actually, I went to state in high jump. I went to state in high jump. I lost to this dude who jumped 6'10", though. 6'10", white dude from Chaska. I had a situation like that where, like. From Chaska. Some, some, like, small little me, and I'm winning the high jump where, like, six. Two six three. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping out my mind. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm looking around, like because as you're doing the high jump, like people that are out, like this crowd gets smaller and smaller. And I was like, yeah, exactly. me and one other dude, he missed. I cleared like I think it was six three. Oh, talk I'm, to me. I'm like, oh my, okay. I'm pretty sure I just, I'm pretty sure I just won this meet. Like let's let's hey, go. Hey, hey. It's some white dude from Rice Lake, Wisconsin, comes out and starts taking off his warm up gear. Oh, he just got there. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I'm like, oh man, uh, yo, we already started. Like, you're late. Like, don't try to join this party now. And he's like, he's like, nah, what's this at? I'm like, six three. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna warm up when it gets to six four. I was like, warm up. I just, yeah, you can have this. I ain't. <laughs> like, dude, some of these cats can jump out the gym. Like, yeah, Kate, come on, man. Kate had that. 
The worst part about that is, is that this dude, like, I've seen cats that come. I was kind of, I, I started being cool like that, Tim. I started being cool. I, I wasn't, I wasn't at the six, the, I didn't come in like six, three. I would wait like around five, 11, six feet. I would come in, I'd let everybody do their little thing. And then it'd just be me. And then all of a sudden, the white homeboy came out of nowhere. And I, I'm sitting down, packing up, getting ready to go. He just coming in. Like, man, this thing is over, man. This thing is over. Man, no, he set the record that day. I was like, oh, yeah. It, long jump too. I like long jump. I, I I tried triple jump one time until I tore my damn hamstring messing around with that. Oh man, dang! I didn't know that at all. So, I didn't know you tore your hamstring. I didn't really. Tear, I didn't really tear my hamstring. It was just I just pulled it a little bit. I messed up. Okay. Okay. So obviously, like high school and getting to NDSU and finally going through those two years not playing, kind of having to you know wait, wait, build up all this anticipation. When you finally get on the field, start doing your thing. Like what? Yeah, you're in a crowded backfield. DJ McNorton, Sam Wajuri. Like, how did how was getting into the the mix of a crowded backfield and not being the man? How does that kind of affect you? Affect uh, you? Well, well, I mean, not DJ wasn't there when I was there. So NDSU has always had like a two back running back system. So it was DJ and Sam, and before DJ and Sam, um, it was DJ and Pat Pashaw. Yep. And. Then, then those two was Tyler Rowe and Pat Pashaw. But with DJ, he had been the senior, so that spot had, oh, had right. he was relief. So, so I was able to be able to come in, and they've had 2,000-yard rushers and stuff like that. So when I came in, I had to compete. Um, I don't even remember the guy's name. This is Seegers? I think, no, Matt. No, it was uh, – no, Seegers was there. It was um, – I think it was Matt Jones. Do we yeah. have a dude named Matt Jones? Yeah. Matt Jones. It was Matt Jones. And um, and I think I had to compete with him a little bit, but like, you know, we came in and we did what we needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun though. But it was interesting because I had to learn how to be second though. Like I had to learn with my title being second because if you look at the roster, Sam Rodriguez was a starting running back. He was a starter. And I was okay with that because we were able, we split time. Yeah, we split, no, we split time. Like, we split, he'll do a series, I'll do a series. He'll do a series, I'll do a series. And and that kind of made it, like, that kind of taught me how to prepare also for the for the league. Like, you know, because, like, hey, this guy is good as hell, too. Like, uh, we can this guy is good as hell, too. Like, this, this dude's a dog. He was the man at high school. He was the man, you know what I'm saying, all growing up and stuff like that. So, don't think it's just going to be that sweet. Yeah. And being able to compete with him, it, it made me, it, it gave, it gave him an added, I, I would, I would hope that he would say, because it did it for me. It gave him an added um, sense of like desire and hunger and like effort because you knew that yeah. I was going to be there. Come on, let's go push that. And I'm yeah. coming. And you know, stuff, you're on his ass and say, yeah. And, 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 and it's, and, and it's not, and I'm not on his ass to, to take what he has because that's not what I want, because at the end of the day, I'm going to create my own lane regardless. I'm talented. I'm going to create it. I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure yeah. that I have an idea in the team, right? So, but I wanted him to not think that I was trying to, you know, it was all love. It was you all love. Understand. We got one common goal. We got one common goal. We were trying to win a national championship. Like, the league, like, when you leave, yeah, it'll be my time. 
Like, it'll be my house. Like, it'll be my house. It's my house now. They, they, they know me. My jerseys get sold right next to yours. Like, <laughs> you know, ain't no need for us to keep, you know. And, and for him, I would say it was more of him being such a dope individual, being able to understand and being able to put himself to the side because he shouldn't have had to share with me because he had been the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had been, he deserved to have his time to be, you know, the guy. Which he was, but you know, yeah. we all do our thing, baby. <laughs> well, your senior year, you had what nineteen hundred yard, uh, two almost two thousand yards that you ran for, twenty one touchdowns. Yeah, you broke little... what twenty four hundred all purpose yards. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad though. Why? Yeah. If you had picked your knees up higher when you ran, you probably would have got two thousand. And this is the asshole that I have to deal with. And he already knew why I was mad. Six yards yeah, short. I wanted, to I wanted to get that 2,000. I was chasing Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Was, what did he and have? I had it, and I had it. And I had it. I had it. They, I had two. I had one run get called back. It was an 80-yard touchdown. Another 80-yard touchdown in the Iowa State game. It was a, I had two 80-yard touchdowns in the Iowa State game. And they called it back. Because they said my guy held, he was not even in the play. He wasn't even in the play. The guy had no chance. I was already out of there. Like, like it was too late. It was that been your fourth Didn't touchdown, huh? That would been your fourth touchdown that game. Yes, that would have been my fourth. And then they took me out. And then after that, we got the ball back. And then our, which I was so happy for, but our boy, my boy named his name is Chase Morlock. He's my other running back, and he went in and busted like a, a sixty yarder. I think I was like. Oh. Killing it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like because you bring up Iowa State, like NDSU is known for going into the Division One programs across the country and leaving with their money. Right. What was that like for? Because obviously, like NDSU dominates their level, and then to go and being considered "quote unquote" the underdog when you're going into whether it's Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, like. What was the mindset change in the locker room like? And, like, how did the coaches handle going from being favored to win every game by 40 to we have to scrap one out? I, I, I think that we had the same exact, especially in North Dakota State, we had the exact same mindset. Like, we didn't care who. We actually relished the fact that we were playing against, we were playing against a bigger school. Mm -hmm. Like, we knew, okay, this is the time. We're going to let everybody know what time it is. Like, it's home. We're gonna let we gonna go into Kansas State, we're gonna go in there and beat them. We never not we never not once thought we were gonna lose. Ever. To a big school. We never not. We we think we literally, we literally, if Alabama was on the schedule that week, I knew you were gonna say this. I knew this too. I've heard this one. I've gotten into so many fights with people at NDSU, but like because after like the second national championship, the fans, students, players, like we want Alabama. I was like, yo, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wanted them to chill out. And I wanted them to chill out because I didn't want them to mess around and schedule them. But if they did schedule them, it was going to be on the top. I'm letting that know right now. I, I got I got so many Bama boys right now that I'm friends with that they talk. Cause yeah, we're the little, we're, we're low-key considered as baby like Alabama. little brother. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're the little brother of Alabama because especially yeah. right now how we've been able to dominate for so long. Like, man, we might go down as one of the best teams of this decade. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. We might go down as the best team of the decade. 
Uh, I mean, it's LAU. Bama still hasn't had more championships than us in this decade. No. Nah. That's right. That's real. Yeah. Like, and because you got to think, Clemson is starting to be irrelevant. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, what? something I wanted to ask you about, because, I mean, you were kind of Swiss Army knife catching, doing everything on purpose yards. Um, what was it like throwing the ball, being on the other end of a touchdown, throwing a ball to Carson Wentz, you know, 16 yards? He really yeah. did that thing. I want to know what that was like. Tell us what you were thinking. Uh, uh, that was fun. <laughs> I always – I always, look, look I, I, and this goes out to all my all my haters, Tevin being my, my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to, I used to, I, I actually, uh, my first pass I got to throw, I got to throw in the national championship game. Is that the one you overthrew? I overthrew? No, actually, to be honest with you, I kind of underthrew it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of underthrew it. But Kevin Bollin should have scored. I told him. <laughs> he should have scored. Like, oh, okay, whatever. It was a jump pass. I called it, Ugh, but whatever. But the one to Carson was so cool because, like, just that moment, like, now looking back on it, like that moment of where we are in our careers and stuff like that, and it's just like, like I got a better passer passer rating, than him. like so. It's like, <laughs> right, you should have been number one pick. What I, <laughs> I told him all the time. I always say, hey, if, if anything ever happens, Carson, I got the ship. Uh, right. Let me get another hit there. We can switch position. And, uh, and obviously, like Carson is, is like the the like everybody in Fargo loves Carson Wentz. Before Carson, it was you. Like, I remember going to, like, Target, and people were like, oh, no, that's John Crockett. Yeah, like, yeah. like, did any of that change when Carson started balling out? Did people, like, No, because it was still my house. No, it really didn't, dog. Like, it really didn't. Like, it, it was, like, he he didn't get to be, like, he, he wasn't that until, like, I, like, like at the end of the scene, in, in the, in the yeah. year. Like, he was the man, but, like, like, to be, like, and I'm being completely, like, so fully like honest with you. Like I've had like scouts because like you know it's my second year in Green Bay. I had a scout come up to me and Carson's actually, you know, going through his pro day and stuff like that. We're watching him. And I've been telling all my boys, you know, yeah, I got a quarterback. My boy, he about to go first round. Da, 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 da. I had bets with guys named Martin, Mike Purnell. He actually just won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um and and um and the scout comes up to me, he was like, Man, your boy, oh you at least a million after he gets drafted. <laughs> I said, why do you say that? I said, I said, why you say that? He said, man, because wasn't nobody coming up to North Dakota State looking at y'all on offense. He was like, we was only coming there to see you. He was like, he was like, we was coming to see you. Did we see this six six? You see this six six long ginger kid throwing the ball, running out? We had to see what it was about. Now look at him. He leaves. So Carson, whenever you get a chance, man, it's quarantine season. I need your help, dog. I'm fishing, man. Just let me call him. Tell him I need a job right now. No. I'm just <laughs> But no, no, but no, that was, but no, to go back to that point, though, it was, it was, but NDSU was still never like that. Like, we really never really cared about who was the one in the limelight. Like, because there was another dominant monster on the other side. His name was Kyle Emanuel. And he was the defense, and he was the defensive player of the year. Like, yeah. I was, I was a fan favorite. Like, fans loved me and stuff like that. But when it came to the football field, like, yes, I was very dominant. But I had to compete with David Johnson and a guy named Zach Zitter. Those were like, it was us yeah. three. We were like three-headed tenor. But those two guys had got, those two guys had had a little bit more success because they had been more, they had been starters more than, longer than I had been, you know, because they were, I mean, I think Zach Zitter started with his sophomore year had been going yeah. for like 
Yeah. And then David Johnson right after that had been starting like right away. But that's neither here nor there. So Carson, like, I still think that Brock Jensen has the most star power. And oh yeah, well, because he kind of started the whole like, you can't you can't disrespect Brock. Like he's like the Tim Tebow. Uh, yeah, he's he does got that new kid who's gonna be unreal. That kid from uh, Trey Lance. He's Trey, he's Trey gonna be a first round quarterback, bro. Trey needs to get Trey needs to mess around and get drafted by the Vikings. Dude, my brother used to train him down in Marshall. Charlie, oh. he, you know my brother Charlie. How tall is he? I haven't seen him yet. I think he's like six three to six five ish. I don't yeah, know I, for I, sure. I, I know he's like that, but I wanted to know like in real height if he's like really all of the six. I'm gonna I'm see him, but no, I'm gonna see him. I'm, I'm gonna see him. Yeah. Let's yeah. get into some of the NFL stuff. I want to talk about how you know that transition of being like you said the man. You were in a face of a, a franchise necessarily throughout college. You know, if you want to call a college a franchise, essentially, but that transition from going from being the man to then scratch, scratching your way into lineups and things like that, playing special teams. What was and that like? And especially too, because you, your draft process was unique because you were on the ESPN. Hey, Ricky, welcome to the league show or whatever. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That was, um, I was on, I was on uh, ESPN. It was called draft Academy. And, and my process was crazy because like I was on there on an episode where they followed me and six other players, and these players are names that are in the league that are still dominating, like Todd Gurley, Jameis Winston, Melvin Gordon, Shane Ray, and Devin Smith. And yeah. then it was me. So it was to, to go through that, like, okay, these are the guys that, like like I said, like me and Melvin Gordon would have went to Wisconsin together if grades were right. Me and I would have seen, you know, or I would have seen, you know, I played against them and, and stuff like that. And a funny story about that is that I'm sitting here, and, he'll t- and he's actually told the story. He actually just told the story, and I've never seen it on NFL Network. And he was like, uh, what was one, one, one moment where, you know, you, you met somebody and, you know, they were kind of talking and, uh, and you kind of had to let them know who you were. And he was like, I have a friend, and, and I was in Minnesota. And I was at this bar, and we were talking to this guy named John. I was talking to this guy named John Crockett. And they showed me, and they showed me, like, you know, Packers running back, da 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 And he's sitting there, we're talking football. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, what school yeah. He's like, I was like, yeah, he goes to North Dakota State. He was telling me how he's pretty good and how da 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 blah, 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 blah. And I still hadn't told him who I was yet at this time. And uh, and I, I end up, and then John Crockett ended up asking me, he's like, so, so what's your name? Where, where are you playing at, man? He was like, uh, I'm Melvin Gordon. I play at Wisconsin. And I'm like, oh, so you Melvin, huh? <laughs> <laughs> At this time, he was up for the Heisman. He was, he was definitely up for the Heisman. He was dead. He's about to be the number one. He's the number one running back on the board coming out. Like, he was killing it. I'm sitting here talking to him, thinking I'm doing something at North Dakota State. And this is it. But, so it's just one of those moments. It's a doggy dog world. Back to it. It's a doggy dog world. <laughs> but, yeah, so. But that was a good moment, though. That was cool. But, yeah. But, but, but like, the NFL, it's, it's crazy because, like, like you said, with that process, like, once you get to the league, it's it's a lot. Okay, so a lot of players they don't understand. It's it's a couple of different mindsets that you have to have once you get there. A lot of kids, a lot of guys, a lot of players, you just want to. I want to get to the NFL. Like I want to get there. They want to be able to one day stamp their name and say they played in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. But then you don't realize that you have to sometimes dream and speak beyond just getting there. 
You know what I'm saying? There's some guys, I want to get there. I want to be a starter. I want to just get this money. I want to get, I want to get a bag. Or there's some guys that want to get there. They want to be legendary, you know, and having those type of different mindsets is that I used to have a mindset where I want to get there and I want to be good. I never really, I, I want to get there. I want to be good. Like, but then after I got there, I realized that you have to have the mindset to want to be legendary, to be able to even stay there. You can't even stay if you don't want to be a legend. You can't stay if you don't want to be the best player every single day. You can't stay. You can't figure it out. And and, and that's the biggest thing that I learned from the NFL. And, and you have to grind every single day. You can't look at the next man's pockets. You can't sit there and focus on how much money he's going. Focus on the work that he put in. Focus on the reasons of why he got that bag. You know what I'm saying? Why he's, you know, don't focus on, you know, why he got it. Like, man, that's fucked up. Like, that's messed up that he got, you know. You know what I'm saying? More spiteful than more encouraging and uplifting, you know. And I think with with that aspect, I was always, like, I didn't give a hell. I didn't give a, I didn't give a damn what they said or what nobody said. I was going to work, and my game was going to be respected. That's all I wanted. Yeah. I wanted the respect for my teammates. And I wanted the respect from the game. That's all I've ever wanted. And that's the reason why I'm still playing the game now to this day. Like, I just want my respect. Like, you know? And, and it's interesting because I've played with a lot of – play, I've played – I've seen some of the best, like, football players to, the game's ever seen. Like, yeah. like who's the best guy you've played? I feel like, to, to this day still, the best player, like, is Aaron Rodgers that I've ever seen 12 is the best like collective like football player i've ever seen when it comes to like wittiness smart iq ability like because i'm getting into scouting after i you know when this is all said and done i'm actually doing some stuff like that now that's kind of like what i've been doing but his iq just the iq alone with his arm ability with his feet it's just like i've never really seen a football player in their own position be that great yeah you get what i'm saying and that yeah. position so happens to be the quarterback. <laughs> how, cra- how crazy was it when you actually lined up on the field with him, man? You took snaps from that dude. First, my, well, when I first got in with him, it was crazy as hell because I went the wrong way. <laughs> Did he yell at you? No, I mean, he, he didn't yell at me because I got a seven-yard game, but he did let me know, like, hey, come on, let's go, crap. And, like, because, like, oh, that, that's, that game is so fast, and oh, it's, it's, like it's so fast. This is like so the first time getting like my first game. play. My first play. My first play. It was against the Detroit Lions, second half. This is week and, 13, right? Yep. You guys won that game. Like a come from behind win. A Rod gave me kudos. But <laughs> yeah. But let me so this it was crazy. So I'm thinking we're supposed to do it's supposed to be a run. It's inside powers. It's an inside zone, right? A Rod checks a play to, it's called Fox Protection, right? I have a fullback. My fullback's name is John Cool. He's one of the most famous fullbacks in Green Bay history. Okay? Every time he touches the ball, they say, Cool. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. Shout out to Cool. So we're in the game, and he checks to Fox, Fox Protection. And there's this guy, I think his name is Stephen Tulloch. He's the, he's the right linebacker. Yeah. He's a Mike linebacker for the Detroit. He's a Mike linebacker for the Detroit Lions at this time. And he was known, he's about 5'10, all rock solid, known for knocking your block off. Yeah. 
box protection, I have to block him. He's no. a dog, dude. He's a dog. <laughs> this is my first play coming in as a rookie, undrafted free agent rookie. We're down 15 points. We're on the 20-yard line. Box protection. You got to box Steven Tully. I get up. I go. Hey, Rock says, huh? I take off. I run at him with my eyes closed. <laughs> I hear somebody. Bah! Somebody smacks. I'm, I look out. I open my eyes. I look. I'm like, who is that? Cool says, I got you, Ricky. I was going to see if he was going to do it. You was going to stick your nose in there. Good job, boy. But I got you back. I'm like, oh, thank God, dog. I did not want that smoke. <laughs> but, but to be real, to be honest, I wanted all the smoke. Yeah. I was ready for all of it. I was ready right. for all of it. This is one of those situations where, like, if I have a choice, I'm not choosing to hit you, but since this is what I have to do, I'm Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah it's, it's, a, it's come on. Let's get it. Let's yeah. get it. But no, but that was one of those moments, like, my favorite, my most favorite, like, like my, my one moment. That's my first play. My first play. And then I got the then I got the run play after that, and that's why I ran the wrong way. Okay. Is it uh so is Tulloch, is that like kind of your welcome to the NFL moment? Because I know you in practice, obviously on the scout team and stuff, going up against guys like Clay. I think Clay Matthew was my first welcome to the NFL moment. That's another big dude. But, yeah, I it was it, it was two incidents with Clay. I wanted to block him because we were doing one-on-ones with the linebackers, and he was playing Mike linebacker at this time when I was playing with him. He wasn't playing outside of him. Yeah. He was playing Mike. And this is, you know, uh, a Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer. And, and me, I'm talking, you know what I mean? I'm funny. You know, I like creating a little energy at practice. And, uh, and nobody's nobody's able to block Clay. So I'm like, come on, I want Clay. Like, I want Clay. Right? right? But we're joshing, though. We're joshing, but we're, you know, <laughs> but we're competing. Right. Yeah. I go up. He said, you want some of this crap? I'm like, yeah, all right. First thing he does, he bull rushes the hell out of me, dog. <laughs> I, it takes me on a ride, dog. But the crazy part about it is he bull rushed me, and lo- but it's called a bull rush. It's like bull rush to a long arm. So he long arm. So basically he choke slammed me to the ground <laughs> like I was an infant. And still, he didn't fall at all. He just uh, choke slammed, smacked the bag, started laughing. <laughs> 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 oh, hell no. Clay, I want some more. And he comes up. I try to, and then now I, I try to give him everything I got. Man, I hit nothing. He did this quickest spin move on me. Spin on me. Yeah, you thought you was going to get that. Uh-huh. Then, oh, that was a two. But then there was one he hit me in the side. It just knocked the wind out of me. And but, how, how crazy did the defense go? Because, like, every time the defense, especially when you, being you, talking all this mess, and then he comes and gets you not once but twice, like, I, did they just end practice after that? Like, uh, nah, nah, it wasn't like that because we were doing one-on-one. But but once, but when we did scout, when we were doing scout, and I had one day, like, I actually got played a week this game. Actually, I actually think I played the next week. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was doing really, really well in practice, and I was tearing them up. And and it was ha ha. It was me and ha ha. And I kind of gave him like a uh uh uh. Like stuttered him. I took off. I'm running. I'm talking. Da, da, da. And then they turned it. The whole defense turned it on. Right. And when I tell you, every time I got the ball, it was six cats in the back, smacking me. Yeah, crop. Yeah, crop. 
yeah, stripping the book, trying to strip me, da, 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 beat me up. But look, but, but it was one of those moments, though, that it just, like, like you get a little respect. You know, that's just respect oh, yeah. for them. That they're like, yeah, you got to come to work. You got to come to work. And, and that's what, and in that, and in that atmosphere, like, the, per, the people that put the most work in, the people that really go to work is who really gets the respect, you know? And, and that's kind of what you kind of got to play that game for because if you're playing it for a whole bunch of other things, yeah, they, they might come, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember you unless you know, make them respect you and remember your legacy. Like, got to respect the people. And, and you played in the playoffs that year, right? You guys made Yeah, I played against the Redskins, man. Yeah. That was crazy. That was dope. That was interesting. But like to me, like I've never, I've never had like a moment where it felt different. Like okay. you get what I'm saying? Like I've yeah, never. Felt- like, a lot of people have had that moment where they were like, "Oh man, this is man." I've never really. Is this another game? Yeah, low key, and it's crazy because I don't, I don't know if that's just me or if that's just other guys, but like it's like okay, we got to go win this game. The craziest thing, though, is you really kind of, like, like you said, not only did you earn respect, but you kind of carved out a niche. Like, going into 2016, there was a lot of high praise thinking you were going to really take a huge step forward in your second year. Then you had that yeah. shoulder injury. Yeah. I mean, that that was the first time when, like, I really, like, like coming into my, my second year in the league, I was like, all right, my jersey's being sold in the post shop. I'm yeah. like, what? And it's only there's only 22 people on the whole team that gets the jersey sold in the pro shop. Like that was crazy for me. I'm like, what? Like I'm you right get checks for that about. too. You get checks yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not as much as you would think. It's just it just goes a part of that. But but it's just to have it in there to have that to have that certain sense of confidence going into the season, knowing that okay, you're like you you, you know. It's got to kind of take some pressure off of you, too, because it's like, okay, if they're highly enough of me to put my jersey in there, then I'm not that your job is ever safe, but at least gives you some sense of. Yes, man, because that's the hardest part, man. Training camp is the hardest part of just not knowing, like the not knowing of it. Like when you're a bottom, when you're when you're a bottom feeder, when you're a guy trying to grind and get to work your way up. It's the fact that you just don't know. Like you could be there's I've seen guys, man who have amazing training camps. And they will not make it. And it will be a guy who was shitty at training camp, all training camp. He's been shitty all training camp. And make it. And what do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Sometimes it may, sometimes there's a lot of politics, but sometimes I think like certain coaches and certain players, I mean certain coaches and certain GMs and certain offices, they have a certain scheme and they have a certain idea of a player and the idea of what they want and what they see in the number. Yeah. Like, okay. I see why they could... The guy that was a little bit taller than the one that they kept mm-hmm. could be size. You know what I'm saying? So, in that atmosphere, you really never really... And that's the thing. You just don't know in training camp what they're thinking. You don't know. So, I don't know. That, that goes back to that, but going back to my second year, it was crazy, man, because it was like I had, right before I got injured, my, my offensive coordinator, Edgar Brent, he comes up to me. He says, man, you've solidified yourself as third down running back on this team. You have solidified yourself as the third down running back on this team. That's a big role. Yeah. That's, that's the money down with Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, right. that's a big role. I gotta go in there and go. I gotta go in there and go figure it out. And you gotta be able to pick up blitzes too. On top of that, that's, that's, that's what's figured out. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, all the other stuff, man. You got nothing to do. I might not. I might not run the ball today. <laughs> I gotta protect and catch. That's what I'm doing. There's no faster way to find yourself on the bench than letting Aaron Rodgers get sacked. There's no faster way of finding finding a way on the bench and and not even let the guy get in and you know, he don't even touch him. Like he ain't even got to touch him. If he gets in and Aaron still gets it up, you still have lost the job. Yeah. It don't even matter. Like, so so tell us about the shoulder injury deal though, because then you kind of have that. You get you go to the Raiders, then after that, then you bounce to the Ravens and the practice squad. So I kind of want to follow that journey. And I mean, I want to talk to you about Beast Mode too, being teammates with Beast Mode. That was, and, that was my favorite teammate ever. See, we need to hear all this. I say, is, he, is he as eccentric as he seems? As he, bro, there's nothing flaw about that man. There's nothing what? Flaw. There's nothing fake. Nothing flaw. Oh, yeah. Nothing different. Nothing. Nothing. Stage, nothing host. Nah, he's 100% real. That beast mode. And <laughs> he, Skittles, that's he, a talk, he talked just like that to everybody. He, man, we had practice. Oh, man. Beast mode is the funny, bro. He's the coolest dude ever, bro. And he's smart as hell. Yeah. Smart. So, Coach Dan Rio. Say, Coach, for real, homie, I'm, I'm low key trying to chill today. Like, I go in here, I give y'all a couple little series and stuff like that, so I let everybody know I'm here and stuff like that. But after that, homie, I'm I'm low key gonna chill, like chill on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, you, yeah, that's cool. We get your little series in. Da, da, da. Let these little, let these little, let these little homies go. Let these little niggas go in here and get this work, man. Let these little homies go get this work in here. Like shit, <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm straight, like for real. Talking to coach, they can get the rest, of them. Just, just like that. Just like that, man. Like, hey, man, he came, man, man, cry, man. I don't want you to take my job, man. I'm trying to retire, man. They already paid me, man. I'm guaranteed. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah, just Mike Tice on that staff too is the offensive line. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, he started liking me, man. He started liking yeah. my game, and that was interesting. That the red, the Raiders thing was that. That that was an interesting situation because, like like we said, we got to go back to the serve. Okay, we asked about the injury with the shoulder. The shoulder injury with Green Bay happened against the San Francisco 49ers, and it literally, like, it was the most freakish thing ever. Like, they hadn't had an injury that happened like that for, like, 37 years. Dr. Andrews is, like, one of the top doctors in the, in the sports world. Yeah. And he had to look over the case and see, like, okay, what's really wrong with the guy? Okay, so this, yeah, I haven't seen this for a while. And it's such a small little bone that, that it was injured. But um, going back to that, it, that was tough, man, because it's like that literally changed the whole complexion of my career. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that right there, that moment changed the whole complexion of my career. Like, like I'm talking about like, I was into my, that was my contract year coming up. Like I was in my contract year, so it was either they were going to, you know, either pay me a little bit more next year and, you know, bring me back, da, 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 like, so forth and so forth. Then you get that little bit of meat on the film, on the field, that like, okay, this is who you are. This is your niche. This is what the league look at, looks at. And a third down guy, that's a, that's a lot of money if you are able to consistently be that guy. You feel me? So 
having that mindset, having all the hard work of going through the whole practice squash stuff with the practice at the beginning, then getting on and then playing and then, you know, doing special like So that injury was big because, like, I haven't, like, I, the life really hasn't been the same since that. And it's crazy. Like, yeah, I do. I've had some, some success and stuff like that and, and other things like that. But it's just, like, that, like, changed a lot of stuff. Especially when I'm, especially when you're going from seeing the the way it's going with your jerseys and you're getting, you're getting a sense of affirmation from your certain, you know, higher, like, higher ups. Like, you know, you're getting certain nods and you're getting certain, like, hey, man, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, like. Was that the first time in your career that you had like a big setback? That's the first time my, my career I've ever had a, a huge setback, other than those two years I had to sit out. Was that something tough to do? Physically, physically wise, there's, there's, I've never had like nothing ever happen like that. What was your mental state at? Like, what were, like, were you down? Were you more just like focused on trying to get back? Like, did you have to leave? Uh, it was a combination of both because, like, at that time you're making money, you're still getting your money, so the money aspect was there. The, the desire to want to play was there. It was, was there beyond more because that was the year they moved Todd Montgomery, Todd, Todd Montgomery to running back. Yeah. My, that's when I got hurt. I got hurt that, like, that was my road. That's where I <coughs> road, excuse me. Um, and, and, uh, and, that, and that's the role that I was in. And to have that and to see, like, and then now I can have the whole sense. And that was my roommate. Cause he was a receiver. That was my roommate when we traveled. Like that was my roommate. He would tell me, "And I can play running back." Da, 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 da. I, I can play. Oh, Tommy, you can't play no running back. Da, da, da. Like, but you know, at the end of the day, now he's still playing running back, still doing his thing, yeah, still balling. Right? Yeah, he's with the Jets right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and but just going through those whole little different, like little little stepping stones that you got to go through with life, because it throws you all type of crazy stuff. Like, oh, yeah. It was tough because, like, once I got to Oakland and I got healthy, I knew that was just to show the league that I was healthy. Right. right. Then I get, to, and then I, I, I'm able to. I do. I, I, I had a fair, like, I scored a touchdown over in Oakland. I had a couple nice games where I had some nice runs. I had like a seven yard game, like my against the Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had some, some, some good things. I, had, I put some good things on film, but I did not. I did not shape a mold for myself because they see me as a beast mode, like as the size. Because I was like, I'm 6'1", 225 pounds. So at that time, you know, they see me as his size. And then they had two guys that they drafted that were more scat back solid, which 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 they had amazing camps. Like they had really good camps. And and then they drafted a running back late, late round. They ended up keeping him on the practice squad. And he had some, some splashes where it showed that the pick that they made it could, it could go that way, but that's neither here nor there. Then I go to Baltimore a week after that, and then I was in Baltimore all the whole season. And then they end up re-signing me after the season, and they didn't draft a running back. So I'm like, okay, it's looking really good for me. I'm thinking like, okay, this is the place. I I was they were fluctuating. They were like teeter totting of. I felt like they were what my coach was telling me. They were teeter totting of activating, you know, because I had been putting pressure. And they were one of the teams that was thinking about taking you. Like they almost drafted you, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah, they did. They called me. They called me. Around, I think it was around like the sixth round, like the fifth or sixth round. Like, hey, we thinking about drafting you. Da 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 da. Buzzy buzzy woo. They end up um, going a different way. I think they went big. I think they went a big home. I don't remember, but 
Um, but yeah, they were really, like a really big thought of yours for for a yeah, while. Yeah, I was I was definitely going to go there, like for sure. And it was them, Oakland. And, um, but it was crazy because it's like all that happens, and it's like there's so many times where you could just put the cleats down, and just be like ah, all right, this mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like I'm with the Ravens, man, and it's crazy because I still don't know why I got cut from the Ravens. Like, I literally, they literally signed me back. Like, I literally got a re, I really, I got a new contract. And we worked out for two weeks. And, but, but what they did, though, what they did is that they brought two younger running backs in. My contract was worth, like, 1.1 now. Because I'm, I was over my, my, my two, two seasons. So you had to pay me a little bit more. So they brought two younger guys in. They split my contract in half. Let them battle it out. Kept a younger guy. The guy's name is Gus Edwards. He's actually killing it right now. Yep. For the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And then there was, and then, was Alex. What's his name? Alex. Alex. Yeah. Alex Collins. That's the other one. Yep. Yeah. That and Alex Collins. No, no. But Alex. See the story about that. Like I came in a week before Alex Collins. I mean, a week after Alex Collins, and he was on practice squad. And Jeremy Langford, a running yeah, back. Yeah, that's the other one too. Yeah, Jeremy Langford was there. He ended up hurting his hamstring. They moved Alex Collins up to the active roster, and then they ended up bringing me in that week, and then Alex went off. Yo, I remember that. If I would have came a week, it just this is just, just like this is just like the little stories that you could say in your life. If I would have came a week before Alex, oh man, maybe would have. But that's just that's just that's just how it goes. Like, you know, what was, what was that interaction like with Harbaugh? I like Coach Harbaugh. He was cool, man. Yeah. He was cool, man. He was super cool. He, yeah, he's so, a players coach. Is he? Was it Justin? Was it uh, Jason Tucker? Who's a punter? Justin kicker. Tucker. He's the kicker. He's the funniest dude ever, bro. Tuck is the funniest dude ever, bro. He's yeah. the he's literally the funniest dude ever. Does he like, say opera all the time throughout the opera. No, he's opera, but he's he's hip as hell. Like he's super. He's super. Like. He's super hip. Like I think he's, he's gonna get into politics after his career. He's a really smart guy. Just, he he's like a super. He's like a superhero. Like he's like any <laughs> superheroes. Like seriously. Like he would be like a, like a like a like not Flash because he's slow. But uh, he's gonna be mad at us. But like <laughs> not Flash, but like skinny like that. Like he's like he does everything, bro. He can rap. He's funny. Like he can sing. Got a little swag. Like. Was there any was there any love from the Minnesota connection with Suggs? He no, that was my he like literally he won he literally told them that he wanted his locker to be next to mine. Did, that's dope. Like literally, like <laughs> that literally was my boy. Like literally was my boy. He was like, man, Croc gonna keep me through the season, man. And it was a bunch of other things that was going on with Croc. That's the one of the reasons why he really loved me more than that, because he liked a certain, you know, he's he's funny, man. He's cool. He's cool. He he's cool. He's yeah, I like T Sizzle. You also like my energy. You like my energy. You played with the 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 new nose tackle too, Juggernaut. Did he have that nickname then? That Michael Pierce. Oh hell yeah, me. That's one of my boys. That's one of my good friends. But he's he's a he's a really good dude. He's very very holistic. He's very into like like his spiritual being. He's very like he he's one of those guys that he he believes that and walks it truly. Like the faith of God truly runs through him, and he's one of. And, and, That's and awesome. I, I love him for that, and I appreciate him for being the person that he is. But he's a monster on the field. I didn't know he was gonna be as good as he is, though. 
he's especially so when you strong, look at him. Bro. Like he's crazy, dude. Like he, he's was crazy. he the strongest player on the team? No. No, who's stronger? Man. Who? Suggs? Suggs is strongest. Man. That's a big dude. Ravens, the Ravens strength and conditioning program was the hardest program in the it's probably one of the hardest programs in the league. Literally, yeah. it is. Like everybody who comes there says that it is. Like so everybody's cock strong in there. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, this I, I a couple of guys that were teammates that you had too, because some other guys that I can't can't leave out, like Tay, Devontae Adams, and That's then my dog. Julius Peppers, dude, you got to be oh. around him. Dude, legend, bro. Cool as hell, bro. Cool could hoop. We that's we was all hooping. Tay can hoop too. Tay's a Tay's a hooper. Tay's a hooper. Tay and Ju, Tay, Tay and Pep are hoopers. Him and Richard Rogers. Richard Rogers is a hooper too. Yeah, he's cool too. Yeah, but Pep, Pep's, Pep's, he's 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 the biggest human I think I've ever seen. Really, like the biggest, like the biggest human. Like he has a big head, big hands, big big. Like, like he's huge. Like cool as hell. Was there Richard Rogers? That was the other one. Yes, the tight end. The tight end. Was Aaron any good at hoops? Eric can shoot. Yeah, Eric can shoot. He never really came in there and hoop on us, but he can shoot though. He he'll come in there and shoot. Yeah, he can shoot his ass off. Okay. Was there any were there any teammates or anybody that you went against that you had to like were almost starstruck by where you went from watching them on dominate on TV and then now you're like, oh wow, I'm really on the same field as this person? <sighs> Who's like my besides Aaron, because you said Aaron. I was about to say, besides Aaron. Polly, you can throw Julius Peppers in there. And this is that I played, my teammate? Either one. Like, either one. Somebody, somebody you played against on the other team and you were, like, on game day watching him or whatever. Yeah, I would say um, I got to be AP. And that was your childhood hero, right? Like, who you grew up watching? That was what, that was, that was, I got to be him. And that was pretty cool. I met him at a ball, though, at first. And it was cool as hell because, like, he kind of knew me, and I didn't even play. Like, it was crazy as hell. So we're at the ball, and we're sitting there, we're chilling and stuff like that. And we end up walking. And I'm with, I think I'm with Terrell Sinkfield. I think Mark Will. I think this is Super Bowl. I think this is Houston. And uh, I'm in Green Bay and so forth and so forth. And uh, we end up talking, and he's coming down the escalator. And I think, I think, see, said hi to him because Sink played with him before. Yeah, with the Vikes. With the yeah. So I think he went up to say say hi to him. And this is, you know, this is kind of, I'm like, man, this is AP. He was, but I'm sizing him up, you know? So, <laughs> he's really like that. He's really like that, right? So I ended up meeting him. And I know, and I always, you always know that AP is supposed to have the strongest yeah. handshake. Strongest handshake. So, Right. So when I shook that, also I almost said when I shook, when I shook, when I shook, when I shook, <laughs> when I shook AP's hand, I let him feel me. I tried to let him feel me, like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but but he's funny though. He's funny. He was like, oh, okay, I see you. I see you cracking. I said what? I, I was like, I, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, I was like, what? He was like, John Crocky, you play with the Packers, huh? He's like, yeah, you're a running back. I was like, yeah, I'm a running back. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, I'm a running back, dog. Oh, yeah, that's me. 
he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, uh, I hate y'all. He was like, he was like, he was like, I hate y'all. He was like, yeah, I know. He was like, I know. He was like, nah. I was like, how you think I feel playing for playing for him? I, I hate y'all. Like, so we just had this little conversation and talk, and then just to have the whole atmosphere. He was like, just reach out if you ever need anything. Blase blase woo. Just don't be afraid to reach out. And then the coolest moment that made it second to like put a stamp on there is when we end up playing him. And I think it was in the playoffs. It was a winter game. It was cold as hell. It was right before the game. And and I wasn't even suited up. I wasn't suited up this game. And he came up to me and was like, hey, what's up, crap? Shook me up, <laughs> gave me some love, and went in and then went off for like 130. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that moment. And then after, then we played him again and then I ended up seeing him. And I was dressed up at this time. I'm like, what's up, baby? I'm, hey, baby, I'm here, baby. I'm here. And he was cool. He was like, man, keep working. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Make sure you stay focused. You know what I'm saying? You're here now. Now you just got to make sure that they're hungry, too. Yeah. Man, you need to hit him up so you can go work out with him. You need to see what I, he's doing. I, I would second. love to go out there. I would love to go out there, but I don't think I'm ready for him. He's, man, he's, <laughs> a, he's a different beast. He's an alien, That's, bro. He's a, he's a, he's a then, true monster. So then transferring from like the dream to make it to the NFL, was it hard then to also like essentially take a step back and start going to Canada to get to the run? I mean, no, at that time of the moment, I was just because I went to North Dakota State. Well, you were so, supposed to be at the AAF too. You were with the AAF. Yeah, exactly. So that was crazy too. But I wasn't healthy. I wasn't as healthy as I should have been. And 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 I was and I was. They were. That was a different story because they ended up letting me go and. I was a, a big like uh, you were like on billboards and in commercials. Yeah, for them, and, and it was it was it was interesting, and that was a that was a doggy dog world moment right there, and that was a moment where I realized, damn, they used me for all my they used me for a lot of my likeness, and for a lot of my you know, whatever, and use you to kind of I didn't get the job done. Regardless, I didn't get the job done. Regardless of the fact they gave me an opportunity, I didn't get the job done. So there's nothing else that needs to be said. Like, so if it would have, it was a great experience. I wish it would have lasted longer for other guys because there's a lot of guys that lost jobs and stuff like that. But the XFL looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's going to look like it's going to last a little long. But, you know, for me transferring up to Canada, like for me going to Canada, the mindset that I had was I have going to do whatever I need to do to play football. And it was all about playing football. And, and that's the whole mindset. Of, and now, now that I'm up there, I love it. And I enjoy every minute of it. And being able to get a little bit of accolades or success on the football field when I was healthy again, uh, it felt good. But the mindset of why I'm there has not changed. It's to play ball at the level that I need to play at. And that's whatever level is there. Like, so can it? And, and they're great football players over there, too. They're Amazing for like you'll be surprised how good these guys are. Like I'm like, damn, like you can come get you can get some work in the league, man. Like for real. But they just are comfortable and you know, they're just in a position where like it's it's a great league. It's a really isn't, great league. Isn't that where Cameron Wake made a name for himself? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of guys came up there and, and they will for themselves. But you know, my, my main focus now with them in Canada is to go up and win a great cup. We just got a new coach. We had a real we had a really tough season last year. So being able to have a new coach come in who uh, they just won the great cup and um being able to pair with him. He's an offensive minded, he's an offensive coordinator and I'm ready to work. I like it. I can't wait to see what you do. Yeah, it's gonna be on. We're gonna we're gonna tear up ah, ah, ah. 
Yeah, give him a little, a little something, something. Yeah. What you saying, Jeff? What? Hmm? You look like you got something to say. What, what you got? What you got to say? What you got to say, man? I think we're about to wrap this up, but yeah, I, can't I don't want to see you anymore. I can't let you out of here. You got to tell us about the time that you met uh, your sports idol, Mr. LeBron James. Oh my God! I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I met him. <laughs> that was the greatest moment of my entire life. I don't give a damn about a <laughs> national championship. I don't give a damn about a you know, no playing in the league. You know? <laughs> no, real crap, real story. But this is a crazy story. It's on my birthday. I'm in a club. It's super exclusive. Like he's over. He's over. This is in Miami. Yes, this is in Miami, Florida. This is in Miami, Florida. This is at a spot. It was called, I think, FDR at the time. And First of all, it took us 40 minutes to get in, and there was nobody in the line. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. So that's how exclusive. They wouldn't let us in. We had, it was like only tables only. Like, we had to buy like a $10,000 table just to get in this club. You couldn't buy it. There is no general admission. There is no pay, pay 20 bucks to let the, let the doorman let you in. There was none of that. No, sir. So I'm sitting there. I'm in there. I'm like, all right, cool. So I had just been, I had just had dinner. I had just wrapped up filming for the ESPN show at a restaurant called Prime 112. And I ended up met, meeting somebody, which so happened to be somebody I dated for a while. And they were end up going to this club. It was my birthday. Remember that? So they go in. They're in. Me and my boys. I'm actually with Tevin Coleman, yeah. this guy named Chris Hackett, and Michael Pruitt right now. Yeah. These, okay, these Michael. are the three guys that I'm with. Michael Pruitt, he also played for the Vikings for a yep. while. I think he's in Tennessee right now. Is he's he a agent right now? No, he might be in Houston right now, actually. Okay. And then Tevin's Houston. still with the Niners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so, so, I'm with, so I'm with these guys. These, these are the, and also Billy Turner. Okay. <laughs> Billy's so Billy's too. Yeah, and Billy's playing for the Miami Dolphins at this time. He had just wrapped up playing for dinner at Prime 112. We had just filmed. Boom, boom, boom. Back to the club. So I called the person who was supposed to let us in. Like, hey, they're not letting us in. Can you come out? She's like, what do you mean they're not letting you in? I'm like, they're just, they're just not letting nobody in. She's like, okay, cool. Comes out, boom, boom, boom. Regulates. Gets us in, right? They're with Sean, they're with Sean Tate, Sean's table. She was talking about Sean Marion at this time. This is yeah, so they come in, we go in there, we get in there, we look like a bunch of lost puppies because this club is so exclusive. It's like literally a room, and there's like just tables on the sides, and there's nobody in the middle dance floor. Everybody's in this section, and there's like 250 people there, tops, all right? Tops. There is this exclusive. So we're walking down this road, we're walking down this railway, and she's like, oh, they're probably tripping because... LeBron's in here, and and Draymond, and the Warriors, and all of them is in here tonight. Some football players, and you know, some other. So LeBron. What, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What you mean? You, you mean LeBron? LeBron James is in here tonight? Huh? So I'm like, oh. I'm like, at this time, at this time, KC, I had been, I had been in Miami for like four or five months at this time. So I hadn't seen a lot of people. I had seen Wayne. I had. Kicked it with certain type of artists. I've seen, like, I had seen, but there was nobody more special than this man, LeBron James. <laughs> that was the moment that my life changed dramatically. Okay. 
boom. So we get there. I'm like, we get in there, me and my boys, we don't have a section to go to because we don't want to go to Sean Marion's table. And he's like, who these, who these, who get these, get their asses on my section. And we get kicked out the club, right? So we're standing there looking special. <laughs> looking like a little kid. We're like, all right. Then we end up spotting out Ryan Shazier. And Ryan Shazier, we worked out with Ryan Shazier at our facility. And he's a big timer at this time. He's a little, you know, you know, he's been playing for a minute. He's like, what y'all boys doing? What y'all boys doing about this spot? And we, you know, we try to seem cool. Like, yeah, yeah, we have been here, right? <laughs> and he's in there with a couple other guys. Um, um, uh, and oh, I forget that there's what. So then I'm like, all right, this whole time we're in the section, I can't stop thinking about LeBron. I know he's in here. I just have to get a glimpse. I don't care about nothing else. I just want to get a glimpse. I don't care about nothing in here but LeBron. So I'm like, hey, y'all, hey, y'all, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I didn't want to let them know that I was about to go fanboy and go try to find LeBron. Like, these are my boys. I'm trying to be cool, you know, right? So, so I'm sitting here. I'm walking, right? I literally go the opposite direction of where the bathroom is. <laughs> right? So I'm walking through the club. I'm looking. And there's like, there's, I don't know if you know, but there's like these, these, these like, there's like these Instagrams that they're like Taz's Angels. And they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. So they're like, you know, low key famous in that respect of being, you know, glorified Instagram models. And they're walking around just like regular girls. Like, mm-hmm. that's how exclusive this place was. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, y'all. I need to see LeBron, right? <laughs> so I'm walking past, I see Sean Marion's table, right? Right next to Sean Marion's table, and kind of the corner. I see a dude in a white t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's broad. That's broad. So, and there's no ropes. There's nothing. There's nothing stopping us from going back there. So I walked. Um, like, there's literally no. There's literally no, no space in between. There's this guy, and I'm trying to see LeBron, and I'm trying to like, excuse me, bro. Excuse me. Excuse me. This is six six, tatted dude. Looking like this. I'm like, I look up. Like, what's J.R. Smith? Can you please move out the way? Please. I'm trying to see LeBron. <laughs> Literally, this is my story. So I get my little glimpse. Boom. I see him. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, that's him, bro. He looks tight. Damn, that's Ron. That's Willie Ron. He's way bigger than I thought he was, right? So then I go back to our little section. So happened, I see. This white T-shirt walking in the abyss, and he's walking through the crowd, and there's nobody. It's really nobody there. His, and it's like a security guard just showing him where the door is. Oh, the door's over here. Not really, not being too much. I'm sitting up. I'm sitting up right next to the door that he's leaving out of. <laughs> so I turn my head away. <laughs> I turn my head away. I know he's walking, and I wait for the right time for us to lock eyes. <laughs> Boom. I like eyes with him. He like eyes with me. I said. <laughs> he looks at me mad, Casey. He said, what's up, nigga? Oh, shit, bro. I said, what's up to me, bro? The whole time I had my hand on here, I was shaking because I wanted to shake his hand. I wanted to reach out and touch his hand. But I didn't want to see it like a square, bro. I didn't want to see it like a was cool. You know, I was filming for TV shows and everything. Ron, cool, but I'm cool, too. No. He goes back and he comes back, he sees me again. Same thing. I'm like, what's up, bro? What's up, man? Hey, man, stay up. There's another story to that that I can't talk about, but he sees me. 
And then he keeps riding. That's my LeBron story. Moment my brother said, life. we locked eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest moment of my life. Look, he acknowledged me. I was like, yes, I made it. LeBron knows who I am. He does not know who I am. He doesn't know my name. He would never talk to me if he seen me in person. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're friends. Will Crock, we appreciate you coming on, man. We want to have you back whenever you want to come back. Never doing it again. Ah! <laughs> That's it. I'll do it with you, KC, as long as Tevin's not there. I'll do it with you. My, my, I've lived my whole life telling you you ain't shit because <laughs> I got a phone number. But now we definitely gotta when you're back in uh, when you're back in Minnesota, we'll have you in studio. Hopefully after this pandemic's over, and we'll get you. Uh, like, That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Be awesome. Do it for sure. Thanks for having me, y'all.